There's no hoppers like show hoppers like no hoppers we know. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we're covering only Murders in the Building, Season 3, Episode 3, Grab Your Hankies. I am Mr. Sell, a high school science teacher, watching only Murders in the Building, Season 3, for the first time, because it is new to Hulu. And I'm doing so with my co-host and former student, Kurt. Hello, Kurt. Mr. Sell, I think we should uh, share our hankies with the listeners. I'll, I'll bring my hanky if you bring yours. Excellent, Kurt. This time, try it with a dash of none of what you just did. <laughs> I just quote the show. Uh. I have, before we do anything else, I have to ask you yeah. do you think that this episode would have been titled, it would have been titled Look for the Light, if not for The Last of Us? Mm, no, because that never even passed my mind. Oh, I think I the opening monologue is Kimber talking about I, I know you're right. white and the end of the, the closing monologue is the continuation of that. The song is look for the light. I mean, I, I think they wrote the script and titled this episode, look for the light. And then they saw the, the last of us <laughs> finale was called look for the light. And they were like, crap. And so they changed it. Grab your hankies. I to thought I actually wrote down for this episode, which you kind of. Have strayed away from thinking of alternate titles for. I, I we do that for some series that we. Yeah, had. but I, I mean, we haven't done that in a long time. We should do that though. I'm. I'm it's not. Yeah, it's not a bad. We, idea. we never talk about the title anymore. I'm talking about the title. We don't. <laughs> well, here's what I'll say on the title because I actually wrote down as well something about the title, <laughs> which okay. was, I think they should have named it All In. What <laughs> 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 well, well, uh... really gave me this epiphany was when. We were, we're not, well, not when we were, I mean, you watched the episode as well, but when uh, the producers, Cliff, you know, talks to his mother, it's like, no, I want to, I want this musical to go on. I want <laughs> my <in>. end. <laughs> yeah. Because he went all in <laughs> on the musical. Oh, man. I think, no. <laughs> uh, this is, I, I haven't thought about alternate titles for an episode of anything that we've watched for a long time, but in this episode, I was like, why wasn't this episode called Look for the Light? That's I funny swear. We both, it's funny we both thought of that. I, 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 well, just to give the reference to the listeners, the um, the season three finale of Ozark's title is All In, and we kind of make fun of that because it's kind of a pretty generic title. <laughs> for that series especially. For that series especially, yeah. This is about money laundering and, and being all in with, with organized crime, and <laughs> on top of that, a casino. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Well, but hey, check out our Ozark coverage. It's a great series. Definitely yeah. should. Yeah, I think our coverage is pretty great as well. But this this title, uh, like I say, I I ended the episode. I actually, I had to like go back and look at the title. I was like, wait, wait a minute. This title wasn't "Look for the Light," <laughs> but it was "Grab Your Hankies." Anyway, Kurt, let's guess our uh, ratings. Rating. Okay, Kurt. I think that th I think the humor in this episode is on par with the humor in the second episode. So I think you you like the humor well enough, especially Charles. I think uh, I think you got a, kind of a kick out of Tobert as well. But Charles, I think was was uh, where you uh, found a lot of humor in this episode. I think you liked that we got to spend a lot of time with Tobert. Uh, I think that that. 
uh, is something that we both kind of said we're, we're going to have to hear from this guy again, right? Uh, so I think you liked that. Uh, I think you liked the the Loretta Oliver stuff. I think that was, uh, you know, is he going to hold her to his to her contract or isn't he? Um, I think you liked seeing the the footage from the dressing room. I I think I think you loved this episode. Actually, I don't think there's anything you disliked. I, I think you gave it a ten. I think you love the episode mostly because there's extensively a breakup scene at some point and they <laughs> get back together. So that's 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 a big plus for you. Uh Mabel and Toppert stuff is pretty pretty good as well. So I think you gave it a ten as well. I did give it a ten. I gave it a nine. I thought about giving it a ten. So maybe uh-huh. talk to me up, but I gave it a nine. I, I like this episode better than episode two. It sounds like you liked episode two better. I liked episode but, two more. Yeah, no, I, I a lot of this was I I thought that this I thought there was and they you know, they talk about it a lot in the episode actually I thought there was a lot more um, heart and vulnerability in this episode that, than there has been so far this season. Um, I feel like I'm caught up on the characters. I kind of understand who the characters are. I'm not learning characters now, although I was questioning whose voice I was hearing at the beginning of this episode. Me too. I was like, Am I so- <laughs> I'll wait, I'll wait. I'll, I'll be- <laughs> um, so I, but I feel like I'm caught up on characters. I feel like I'm kind of settled into where this is going or, or what, what is happening. I, I really, I, I really liked everything about it. I liked the Tobert and Mabel stuff. I liked the Oliver and Loretta stuff. I thought Charles was very funny. Nothing the humor of the episode, yeah. Well, also the producers, they were very, very funny. They are funny as well. So I, I think I, I really there's nothing I don't like about this episode. I love the song at the end. Oh my god, I love the song at the end. The showstoppers? So, the show well I, I kept hearing show hoppers. <laughs> I know. I, I would keep writing down show hoppers. Like, ah, no, no. <laughs> What, what what they really need is a show hopper, but I uh, would love I, it if they worked at a show hopper's pun somehow. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> only only Jackie Hoffman could though. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Unless others are paying attention to it and I don't and I'm unaware of it, that'd be amazing. No, I, I actually meant to ask you when so when she said show stoppers in that like cameo, mm-hmm. did you tell her to say that or did she say that of her own volition? I just told her that the name of our podcast was Showhoppers. Oh, so she's the own That's kind of. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a reference to the season. <laughs> <laughs> well, this episode, anyway. Yeah, this episode, yeah, I should say. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but I, I, I loved it. There's, there's literally nothing that I disliked about this episode. I would agree. I don't think there's anything I disliked. I just didn't know if I liked it enough to give it a 10. Okay. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> well, my I think what I would consider my favorite part of it. I, I well, definitely my favorite element is all of the, the whole musical audition part. The the Tober Mabel stuff's still good, but I don't like it as much as that. So that's probably the weaker element of the story. That okay. So I guess that's also the murder mystery more part. No, not quite. Wh- Charles, are you talking about? The stuff that you like, you said the musical audition part. Are you talking about like the the final pitch, or are you talking about I, the, just the musical that in whole storyline? That that whole okay. storyline, like Oliver there and Charles also there trying to work okay. the that, that 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 whole element of that that whole storyline element that that part. 
definitely yeah. like you know I, I like that a lot more than the Mabel Tobert stuff. I still liked the Mabel Tobert stuff, but gotcha. if that was better, I probably would have given it a ten. Like that's the oh, weak that's point. That's what I'm saying. Okay, uh, I I can see that. I mean, I did feel like the the fact that they're trying to solve a mystery has kind of gotten lost, like through the first three episodes of the season. It doesn't really feel like they're trying to solve a mystery here. It does. They're trying to figure out the murderer. Well, I know, but it, it seems very secondary to everything else that's happening. I, I would disagree. Charles is there trying to figure out who doesn't have the hanky. Mabel's trying to investigate the room. I think it's very much. All right. All right. Uh, by the way, that song at the end was written by Sarah Bareilles. I don't know if you know Sarah Bareilles. No, I don't. Oh, my goodness. She's like a she's like a music legend. <laughs> she's like very well. Known. She wrote all the music for the musical Waitress, but she's also had like a solo career as a performer. Um, but it's also written by Benj Pasek and Justin Paul, who are the duo who wrote the music for La La Land uh, and The Greatest Showman. Uh, something else I'm forgetting. But anyway, th- th- this was a musical trio that wrote this song that is like Holy crap. <laughs> when, when, you, when I saw the names that wrote this song, I was like, wow, people really want to be involved with this show. Meryl <laughs> Streep, Paul Rudd, Sarah Bareilles, and, and Ben Trasak, and uh, I forgot the other guy's name, Justin something. But um, yeah, people really want to be involved in the show, which is great. I can't wait for next season when Dwayne The Rock Johnson <laughs> makes his appearance. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> Nothing would. Nothing would surprise me. Any any yeah. celebrity that shows up on the show, I would not be shocked at all. Yeah, we'll see. So if there is another season, which no, I think there, there is, yeah, there there is supposed to be at least one more season. I want to say five seasons is what they plan. But anyway, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't want. I feel like I've already. We, I think we've already spent too much time talking about what's going on in the episode. So let's before we get too deep, guess our favorite scenes. Favorite scenes. Okay, Kurt, I think that the last scene is your favorite scene. You said you like the musical stuff more than the Tobert and Mabel stuff, so I'm eliminating all the Tobert and Mabel stuff. Why? Uh, like, although Tobert <laughs> and Mabel are in the last scene, kind of, they're watching the video, but that intercut between... Well, hold on now. Where where do you want to cut this scene? Do you want to? Say I, I, it's just... I I would consider it like all one scene, like the between the cuts okay. from the time that Loretta starts singing to Kimber's or, I guess, like monologue, I guess from, or from, from the time, yeah, from the time that Oliver introduces the song to the end of the episode. Is that what we're saying? That's Ooh, one. That's scene? a lot longer than I, I probably. That's a lot. Yeah, I I probably would consider when he. When but it's saying, all intercut. It's really hard to figure out where to cut the scene. I, I I would consider the Kimber monologue her own thing. So that that's just the very end, then the very end, yeah. But I don't. I okay. mean, it's technically in the same scene. So, so would you consider everything from well, Loretta singing? That's yeah. all. That's all one scene. So Oliver's introduction into Loretta's singing. So what about the producer conversation in the hallway? Oh, yeah, Is that geez. a different scene? <laughs> and what about yeah. the, what's happening in the dressing room? 
See, I think this is all one scene. This is not my favorite scene. I'll just tell you right now. Oh, wow, <laughs> so, okay. I to, so I don't have to work this out with you. <laughs> but I think it's your favorite scene. I'm gonna swap. I I had it. Oh you know, wait, you know what? No, I'm sticking to my guns. Well, no way. I got I got to think about this now. <laughs> Uh, so, so I'll none say this of is that your favorite is your scene. Fa- none, none of that is your favorite scene. None of that is my for, favorite from scene. From Oliver's introduction of Loretta on, not your favorite scene. Loretta's introduction to like the producers, right? When he presents, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't have the show showstopper. Yeah, yeah. But we've got, we've got this, and it's the heart of the show. None of that. From my then favorite. on, none of that is your favorite. None of that onward. Scene. Okay, no. gotcha. All right, no. yeah. That is not mine. But I'm going to go with that. That entire block is your favorite scene. <laughs> So you're, you're, we're not cutting it. We're gonna say from all of it. No, I'm not to gonna cut it. I'll, I'll do all. your interpretation. Yes. Yeah, that's my favorite scene. Absolutely, <laughs> that's my favorite scene. Come on. Oh my god, it's got everything. It's got this amazing <laughs> vocal performance. This amazing song. It's got. Uh, it's got the the producers in the hallway are just hysterical. They are hysterical. They're so funny. It's got the 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 dressing room scene, which I have a a very. I think I thought it was a very obvious thing, a theory about the dressing room, but apparently it's not as obvious as I think it is. Well, so maybe I'm like, the dumb one. What that's like, Kimber or the cookies? Oh, I, I think it's 100. <laughs> percent I know because Kimber's got nothing to do with it. So that is, <laughs> that is all cookies. <laughs> so anyway, so all right, but so yeah, all that. Oh my god, yes, I'll take that as a favorite scene. The thing is, I I feel like that's just too much to lump into one scene because they cut uh, they they cut between them. If anything, I might argue it's a bunch of mini scenes. No, but it's the it's presented as part of a, each thing is part of a whole, and I I love the way that it's presented. So I think it's presented in a cool way. I, I agree with that. But I mean, if you're gonna press me, then it's just the performance of the song. That's, all right that, that but the performance it. of the song lasts that whole time it does it does so. all right so that's that's, that's my favorite that's that's my favorite scene i honestly and i'll, and I'll talk well, about do it you a want... little bit here yeah yeah, yeah, okay. yeah I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit i mean it's so it, I mean, if you want to go back even farther because it's all really one scene <laughs> the beginning. It's, it's, it's like that far <laughs> not right, the beginning well, no, 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 no. Back to to Charles breaking the news to Oliver that nobody wants to do the musical because this is they're all they're all there gathered for this presentation at that point. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm I'll just because I just to set it up, I want to go back to that point. That's I wouldn't include that as part of my favorite scene. My favorite scene is from Oliver's introduction of Loretta forward. Okay, so Oliver does not take it well at all that nobody wants to do the musical but loretta and dickie arrive and oliver apologizes and tells her that he's he's not going to enforce the contract because he had just then like one of the most i don't know like soul-crushing breakup scenes i've ever seen he's like <laughs> she's under contract i under know contract. Oh. that is like oh that was cold man so um so he apologizes for being a jerk which he was and he says he's not going to enforce. Is he though? He had a contract. No, that's a jerk move. He doesn't even know if the show's going to happen. Oh, contract's a contract. <laughs> he's going to hold her out of the what thing. A, out of, what out of are, what are we? What are what are we? 
if not but a society of laws. I don't. That's what separates think, us from the apes. I actually don't think he's got a legal leg to stand on. The show is not running right now. It's not. It's nothing uh, right now. It's an, iron, it's an ironclad contract. I guess this so. is specifically in there if he wants to change the show to a musical. Actually, <laughs> you got to say side nod. Well, I don't know about that, but anyway, um, he, but he asked her to do him the favor of singing the nanny's lullaby for donna and cliff because that is the show it may not be the show stopper but it is the show and donna arrives with cliff she's already a mag a, a magnus a magnet sober i can't say that, <laughs> I, the name of that city. That it's a city yeah. in the hamptons or it's, it's a community in the hamptons which is where she's headed so a magnus Magus, I I can't say it. <laughs> sober. She's not uh, sober right now. Yeah, which means <laughs> that she's drunk, according to Cliff. Uh, now, as Loretta sing, sings, she starts to sing the song, which is beautiful. But Tauber and Mabel watch the recording of Ben in his dressing room on opening night. Uh, they think there was someone else in the room with him. I definitely think it was just cookies. It was not a person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he says like. You're not gonna. You're, he says, "Go." No, you're not gonna go, are you? You're just gonna sit there, all sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> like, you, we both know that you're bad. <laughs> you're gonna ruin my career, and I'm gonna like it. Like it's <laughs> definitely cookies. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Donna wants to pass on the show, but Cliff loves the musical, and Donna. You know, she taught him never to give up on what he loves, whether that's musicals or breastfeeding at age of eight. Uh, so they're in. <laughs> ben wants that. That he says to, to the cookies. I'm assuming the cookies. I want you so bad. <laughs> you know, they're going to ruin his career. Now, Oliver and Loretta have a little scene together here, and they they reconcile. And he says, you know, that they're you're going to take Ellen by storm. And she says. I'm staying, and they—he's so happy he could kiss her, and he actually does. I mean, this, this is great too. I—I'm—I'm I'm happy to see these two uh, finally kind of very unprofessional. That. It is very unprofessional, <laughs> but I mean, it's—I don't know. It was very. It's been such a tense relationship between them because of this. It has been, <laughs> yeah. So, and then uh, Kimber, who joined Loretta for the end of the song doesn't have her hanky anymore and charles thinks oh, oh this means that she must have been the one at the top of the elevator shaft but she's also very jealous of loretta and may need to snuff out her light yeah so i mean i think she's just a ruthless actress yeah i, I don't uh, i really don't yeah. think that kimber's got anything to do with the poisoning or the killing or any of them no it's too early in the the season i mean and only murders in building past right when they when they highlight someone at the end of the episode that they're gonna investigate the next episode they, they tend not to ever be the killer that being said though i'm sure you you caught it i mean they made like the statement about they're very self-aware about how they uh, pick their killers. Uh, Charles made a combat. Oh yeah, about how, uh, another no, killer—that's so done. <laughs> I love it. So, so yeah, I, I, I really don't think Kimber has anything to do with it, and I definitely think it was cookies in the dressing room. But I really like the way the scene was intercut, you know, interspliced with those three other scenes. So the song is playing the whole time. But you, well, I guess four other scenes because you get the the producers in the hallway, you get Ben in the dressing room, you get Oliver and Loretta 
uh, their little sidebar, and yeah. you get the um, the Charles Kimber thing at the end. So yeah, it's like four scenes in one. Uh, yeah, that's why I picked it. <laughs> I know because it was four scenes, five scenes. It was five scenes. For the I know. One. It's so, like okay, cheating. So I, that's I didn't make. I didn't edit this episode. They put it together like this. It's all one scene, man. I will. I will let you cut off the beginning part where Charles breaks the news to Oliver, and then Oliver tells Loretta he's not going to uh, hold her to the contract. You can cut off that part. Just cut off the ending Kimber part. You can take that part off too, and it's still my favorite scene. Actually, I don't I like. I that's my it. least favorite part. Of the, <laughs> the, the, the closing the <laughs> the closing Kimber monologue is my least favorite part of it because I just think that's a bait. I, I that's, yeah, I know. Yeah, the, I mean, it's definitely bait, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's gotta be it's gotta be so anyway all right so i have no idea what your favorite scene is can i take another guess i guess sure but this doesn't count for anything no i know it doesn't count but uh not even for glory i mean the viewers will know that the listeners will know that i got Mm, a second try well i asked that listeners i I ask that even if he gets right on the second try you attribute no glory to that Okay. <laughs> I guess then, him in any way. I guess I'm going to say that it was the rehearsal of the opening number, the creatures of the night. Ah, creatures or, of the night rehearsal. Yeah. Yeah. Now nah, you still got it. Oh, is that? It, it's the breakup scene between Charles and uh, and Loretta? Loretta. Yes. So it's I after. It's after that. Oh, okay. So it's when they're. At the I piano. picked the breakup scene. Wow. Yeah, look so at that. This, so this is where Dickie comes in and tells her she got the part, and he's mm-hmm. like, "She's got a contract." Okay, <laughs> all right, go ahead, talk about that then. I'm trying to. Where the? Uh, I'm 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 looking for where right. I didn't I didn't note I, down which one it was here. I'll, I'll, I got it. So so, Loretta and Oliver are going over. This is after the Fish of the Night rehearsal, and Loretta and Oliver at the piano again going over some songs that he wrote on a chinese menu and she she highlights the nanny's lullaby and says yeah it's a really beautiful thing but um he hates it it's not oliver putnam enough not big enough but by the way that few like the opening of that song it sounds just like the, it sounds like the only words in the building the score. score. Yes, yeah. that's what I, I wrote that. I was like, this so, like the score. this is a G. I think this is a genius song. It's one of the reasons why the last scene is my favorite because the song is a variation on the theme of the score for only murders in the building. They love their meta stuff. They it's really so do. good. It's so good. Oh my god. Anyway, um, Loretta tells him that she what she loves about Oliver Putnam shows and implicitly Oliver Putnam in general, <laughs> is the vulnerability underneath all the pomp and circumstance and bombast. So they're having a moment, but Dickie comes in. Loretta got the part on the Grey's Anatomy spinoff of a spinoff. Yeah. She's, a, she's a limp. <laughs> she has a limp. She's the mother. Uh, she's It's a guaranteed season pickup, which is very stable thing and it starts next week in LA but Oliver pitches a fit and even pulls the contract card to prevent her from leaving the show dude it hurts he says it like twice oh <laughs> it's so bad it, like it, it hurt even, a lot yeah he even cusses after she leaves you realize oh yeah and Oliver hasn't told anyone about his heart thing 
No, I know. It's a minor heart attack. It's it's only it's only Willie that knows that. Yeah. I mean, I don't I guess I don't know how he got from the church to home. I don't know if he like recovered enough to drive home or to, to ride home or whatever. But I, maybe there was an ambulance involved and then more people do know about it, but I don't think so. I think there's like anyone else in the building really knows. No, no. So. Yeah. So I'm curious as to how that'll come to play. Maybe this will be Oliver's last season. I don't know. <laughs> no. He definitely did. Was not controlling his stress in this episode. No. Yeah. I, I like that angle with Oliver. Like him being, I guess like, like anger issues, like high blood pressure. This is a, uh... Yeah, every time every time he has like an outburst, I'm like, oh no, is this going to trigger another heart attack? Like, is this really... I would love it if he started holding his heart. He's like, ah, I mean, he, he made a joke during this episode about yeah, like about a cardiologist. Yeah, cardiologist. <laughs> no more. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, that's it. so. Th- this scene was it was heartbreaking. I mean, really, it it, it hurt he, hearing Oliver, who's like. You know, usually if he says something that's not nice about someone, it's completely over the top jest. This was Genius like idea. a hundred a hundred percent serious, like biting and like with daggers intended in every letter that he said. It was it was rough to watch. Yeah, especially the way he even said it. Like I I discovered you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know that this is there's more than just the show wrapped up in this. Like he does have an emotional connection with Yeah, he doesn't want her to leave. Yeah. 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 Emotional level. So yeah, I I consider that my favorite scene. I I originally I was gonna say that was your favorite scene, but then you you loved (laughs) the song. (laughs) Oh my god. I love the song the song I I have been singing the song all day today. It's and, not the showstopper, though, Mr. Sal. Oh, but it's it. It's look, the heart of the show. It was it was like a syringe that went from the Hulu <laughs> servers into my neck, and I, I went to girls' night at the Calorie Pit, <laughs> and that's all I could th- think of was this song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, addiction. Yeah, I guess so. All right, Kurt. I think it's time to play a game. Oh, which game? I think we should play Who Said It. Who said it? I'm ready. Okay, this first one's going to be quite easy. How many are there total? Three. Okay, I have to mentally prepare myself. Yeah, this is going to be very, very easy, though. I'm prepared now. No, don't say that. See, look, that's the pressure. <laughs> See, you can't say that. You got, you got, to, you got to go the other way. You got, you got to really amp it up. Like this might be the hardest one of all time. That's what I'm no. thinking right now. This is the it's... hardest. Who said it in the history of show hoppers? This is hit me with that. You should be embarrassed if you. No, I, I, <laughs> there is not a chance I could get it. This is how I'm feeling. Right now. <laughs> it's impossible. Well, listeners, you judge for yourself who's right. I know I'm right because I have it in front of me. Okay. A song that's so irresistible. It's like a syringe (laughs) from Broadway straight into the neck of Debbie from Duluth. Okay. I I don't actually know her name. I always call her Cliff's mom, but the other producer. (laughs) That's fine. Donna. I see. Well, (laughs) 
<laughs> to continue, she says, uh, to, uh, to the neck of Debbie from Duluth, who becomes an addict from the second she hears it during Girls' Night Out at the Calorie Pit. <laughs> I love it. I was hysterical. I it love really that. Really she good. she just killed that scene. They, I like the producers. I think they're, they're great. Uh, they're pretty funny, and I they. I mean, they're basically a plot device that you know, gives Oliver something to go for, but they're great for what. And I think they're more than a plot device. I think we'll they're becoming. I think they're becoming more than a plot device. We'll, we'll yeah. get to that later, but I, I think we're gonna have an episode that's that's kind of hones Clifford, in on in those really, two. I think so. I mean, they're they're definitely here to stay, especially oh, yeah. agreeing to do the musical. So I, yeah. I think they'll become more than plot devices. Right now, I would consider them that, but. Okay. Well, in this scene, Oliver pits his death rattle dazzle, but it's really just a poster of of three carriages or three little bassinets. Now that's it's triplets, I guess. Uh, and it's a musical, a death rattle musical. And there you have it. They, 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 uh, they're not impressed because, well, at least Donna's not impressed. Cliff definitely is. <laughs> but he has pretty bad taste, apparently. But uh, Donna wants more she wants that show-stopping number and she'll give him three days to put it together she'll be back in three days and after that she uh she's headed to the hamptons and she will not be reachable from that bottom of the bottle of chardonnay so but in three days she'll come check out the show hopper uh showstopper no it's us yes exactly all right you're one for one that was an easy that was that was a softball that was that was i literally just quoted it right before i Gave you the uh, um, right. That doesn't mean I knew the quote. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. The set, the most now this is the new hardest one of all time. Hit me. No, the rest these these other this is so I I feel like these are so easy. I can't believe I'm giving them to you. These are like <laughs> I, I I just like I you owe me big time. All right. You give me like, when you do these, you give me like three words and I'm supposed to figure it out. And I yeah, but there, was like the, but there was like the critical line of the, like, I I don't just pick the random sentence they said. I say like a very, I feel like a defining sentence in the moment. Maybe not. Uh, I feel like there's a bias when you do, like when we do our own. I don't know. All right. Well, well, I'll I'll you, I'm going to tell you what. This one, I think, would have been too easy. So I'm going to trim it a little bit here. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> nah, I'm sweating. But go on. It's smart. It's unpolished in a refreshing way. I have no idea who said that. I'll be honest with you. But my, my initial guess is either it's Howard slash Jonathan or it's Loretta. Because they, they, they kind of give... Uh, feedback back to Oliver, maybe Charles, but I think it's one of those three. Okay, and I'm gonna just because Loretta's. Oh, you want to give me more? I'm gonna back it up because you're wrong on all those counts. <laughs> <laughs> all three of them. Oh, also, no. It's not Howard or Loretta or Charles. See, so I'm gonna back I'm falling apart. If I had given you the whole quote, you would have gotten it. So I actually think your podcast is innovative. Oh, smart. Okay. It's unpolished in a refreshing way. It's cute. Right. Yeah. If, if you added the cute part in there, that's the why I part cute out. <laughs> so. I yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. That's um. Tobert to Mabel in the closet. Yep. Tobert to Mabel in the closet. That's right. <laughs> Which I love the scene. I'm a little surprised that you didn't like it as much as I thought you were. I still, I thought it was all right. Like I like the whole elephant story thing. And I love the elephant dude. The elephant story thing is like 
that is gold. I and what, what I, I like about it was the delivery. Cause it, it, cause, I mean, when we first ever meet Tober, it's him saying, you guys won't hear me talk again. And now when we hear him talking again in episode three, he's rambling. He won't shut up. <laughs> They're like hiding in a closet. He's whispering. Randomly. I know. I know. But he actually really likes the podcast. He likes the 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 first season more than the second season but he he really loved his previous job in Botswana he, and he had this moment where he had to decide whether or not to help a baby elephant stuck in the mud now my question is did he have this same moment with Ben and i think maybe he did ah and that's why i love this scene so much and this story so much that's why he's giving the analogy that he's yeah. uh, he's he's drawing the parallel here and I th- I think that he had a moment where he could have saved Ben and didn't. Mm, that makes me still think Dicky. <laughs> I, I uh, maybe, maybe we're, we're not there yet. But we're, we're not there, we're, but we might be. Anyway, he's he's back here in New York City because there's a great story here, and he has unique access to it. Uh, this, this, this is a great story that this movie star died on stage, but. Dickie has terminated his contract, though, so Dickie doesn't know that he's in this armoire, and he he needs his, his camera back, which I guess he tells maybe he's he's looking for a boom mic, but it, it was this drive, not a, not a camera, but um, well, I guess it was a camera, right? It's like a GoPro or something. I don't look at it very closely, but yeah, it's camera footage. Ultimately, he's looking for the footage. That's all that exactly. matters. But he was with Ben on opening night, and Ben took his camera, but it was still recording. And so they, Mabel wants it. He is not. He does not have any interest in giving it to Mabel. But there's definitely some chemistry here, right? That you can, I, you could feel it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some. There's something here. Yeah. I, by the way, what happens to Alice? Nothing, I guess. Well, same same thing that happened to um to Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If you ever love 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 interest, you just go poof. They dissipate into the ether. It's just (laughs) gone. Anyway, um, Tobert tells Mabel he's ending up uh, saving the. He ended up saving the elephant Ah. while she steals his his uh, drive here. Yeah. So that's that scene. All right. Last quote. Let's see if you can get this one. I think the. I really think these are too easy. But make it harder. Then make it harder. It's all, uh, there's a thin line here, Mr. Sal. All right. My darling, look for the light. My darling, look for the light. Oh, geez. I feel like if I think about it long enough, I'll get... Give me... Um, trying to, I'm trying to... My darling... What was it again? My darling, look for the light. I need more. Unless there's no more to give me. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the, what precedes that. My love is a lighthouse, so my darling, look for the light. I mean, honestly, that's... I, I, well, I I wish I had said that I thought maybe it was Oliver before. Because now it just sounds... Well, but I don't even still know if it's Oliver. Because I'm trying to think who else... Did one of them say it during the audition? Or not the audition, but their um practice. Uh... Do you need Whatever. more? <laughs> I can give you more if you if you want it. Yes, I'll take it. I'll take as much as you'll give me. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting credit for this. So once I do, once I once I once I give you more. Okay, okay. Well, I, I want to submit right now. Okay, Oliver. Oh no, 
It's okay, not Oliver. Well, yeah. All right, then. Yeah, I, won't I guess maybe it. it's kind of Oliver. Well, he wrote it. So. He wrote it. So, <laughs> it's yeah. A, it's, a, it's a lyric from the so song. So the line. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a lyric from the song. It's, it's actually the, the end of the song. Oh, it's so, Loretta? Yeah, it's Loretta. Ah. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'd say Oliver gives us enough credit. <laughs> I give you partial credit for that one. You got one and a half, right? I feel like I have more credit. You took like three guesses on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> None of them were right. You're struck out. You literally struck out. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, anyway, we've already I told you about, there's uh, a, a difficult line here, Mr. Shelton. It's a it's harder than you think, I think, the lines. I'll, you want me to up you want me to crank the difficulty on mine? This I is think you're like doing a very good job of cranking up the difficulty on mine. Like what was what was the one you just gave sure. me in like episode six of The Old Man, which is I mean, we haven't even dropped that one yet, but you, we recorded That's it. twice. <laughs> Yeah, that's what two words. Two yeah, words. but I'll tell you, listeners, those are an iconic two words. If anyone who sees that episode, they will know those. Two. I still remember the two words. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, th- this is. Uh, I think it's this... more iconic than the last line you just gave me. I mean, I even talked about this as being the title <laughs> in the beginning of this when we started recording here. But I, I will say this that. Uh, Maybe it was a little unfair of me to use that because that was from my favorite scene. And I did say I won't pick lines from my favorite scene. Oh, but... yeah, you did say that. I'll... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great That was clearly a factor you were considering. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to cross that off the record now. And, and the delivery was so natural, Kurt. Good job. <laughs> How about that one? You got that? I'll substitute that line. And delivery was so natural. <laughs> How about that quote? Let's, I'll substitute this one. Yeah, well, you have another. You have yeah, more quotes. Yeah, this this is it. This is the one. I just I'll say <laughs> it again right now. Ready? You're set, confusing me with what you're actually saying. Okay, sorry. Wait, say it now. Ready? Set. Go. And the delivery was so natural. Ah, jeez. I, I I don't know. Was it um? Is <laughs> it Loretta? No, it's Tobert in the elevator to me. <laughs> <laughs> right now i remember that no, yeah i'm not uh, this shows there's too much going on mr so dude let me tell you something <laughs> so, what is this a 38 minute episode mm-hmm. right 14 yeah. scenes in a 38 minute episode that, yeah. that, that's more scenes than like an hour episode of the old man <laughs> it is it is more than the old man. <laughs> and the last scene had like five scenes i could call this you know 18 scenes if i wanted to but i felt like i was pausing every minute and a half to take some notes yeah <laughs> and, line note too. yeah and uh I, I, it definitely took away from my enjoyment of it the first time i watched it i, I did watch the second time and it was much better but maybe i'm going to start Watching all the way through the first time without any notes, and then the second time for notes. That's what I yeah. do. Yeah, but, uh, that, but it's that, a riskier. It's risky. It's really risky. What if I don't get to the second time anyway? Well, uh, then just just wing it without notes. All right, this is how the no, sausage is made, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we didn't ruin your your breakfast. Okay. Notes. All right. Well, that's that'll do it for who said it. So, uh, so just a. a few other funny things i want to highlight before we get into the recap here mm-hmm. uh i i thought that uh it, because i i know little shop of horrors very well i've been in little shop of horrors um i've seen it so many times it, little shop of horrors 
the, do you know what Loretta talks about it in this episode, right? I'm aware of the yeah. So Little Shop of Horrors is the the smitten moment for me. The, really, the, the, the theater, the theater smittenness, whatever, whatever. Yeah, bit by the bug. That's or... when I got bit by the bug was Little Shop of Horrors. So I think it's really amazing that they brought it up in this in this series or in the season. Uh, but she she talks about how she was in the original cast. Well, when they were workshopping it back then, they were calling it Eat Me Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Feed Me Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> anyway i i love it love that <laughs> I, I i just know there's a big plant in it that sings and eats people yeah yeah eats people as well yeah so I, I imagine that's the plant that's what i played when i was in the show i played the plant you were the plant i was the plant yep. oh that's pretty cool it was awesome <laughs> I was, I, and actually i got to do both i was the puppeteer and the voice usually oh. it's split up into two different parts there's a puppeteer and a voice but you you were puppeteering and i was voice, right? i was both that was that was a physically demanding thing <laughs> let me tell you but anyway uh that's enough about my my romance with little shop of horrors uh I, I thought the producers were funny in everything they did. The eight-year-old. What did, my, what did the doctor say to me when I was eight years old? No more breast milk. <laughs> no more breastfeeding. And what did you say? I should never give up on something I really love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. Oh. I, I do like their dynamic. I, yeah. I, I think I commented on it earlier, but... Um... Charles and him constantly, the hankies. I mean, I guess the title of the episode really grab your hankies because that's basically what Charles is saying nonstop to the other um, cast members. Listen, He's nonchalantly tra- trying to get them to reveal their hankies. Everything Charles says in this episode is hysterical. It is. I, he is like, he's the comic relief. <laughs> it's just so funny to see because he's usually usually playing the straight man and Oliver. Normally is, Oliver is, is clown, yeah. right? But yeah. but this this he was so funny. I mean, you have a, you, you can forget just how funny Steve Martin is because Steve Martin is like a legendary comedian but he was like the scene with mabel where they're going over the 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 killer it's a really subtle thing of who the killer might be uh and he says i can do that i can see who's got their hankies that's no biggie that's a smallie and which the the dialogue is is okay it's pretty funny but what's really funny is he ends up like in between the wall and the pillar and he's like trying to figure out how to navigate it and kind of lean up against what it's it's <laughs> it is visually hysterical i don't know if you remember what i'm talking no, about. no i don't i don't you, oh, remember this you should <laughs> you should go back and check that out it's very very funny um and then when he when he's talking about how uh you know uh, I, i'm not gonna I guess it's okay to 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 be good, you know, be happy about like Hitler being murdered or, or Stalin. <laughs> Not that I want to diminish the grief of Mrs. Stalin, whose name I definitely know. <laughs> he looks up her name and can't pronounce it. It's really really funny. Yeah, no, he was he was hysterical in this episode. Definitely the funniest <laughs> person. So oh, Oliver's the worst, and all that hair. <laughs> also the. One of their songs they were doing was like crab men or something. Oh, breeding, breeding. And the crab men are breeding, <laughs> breeding, breeding, breeding. And Martin Short is like doing these pelvic thrusts as he yeah. says it. Oliver is. Oh my God. It's really funny. Okay. Uh, it is. All right. All right. Let's go through the recap then. 
to open, Oliver is pulling an all-nighter with Jonathan and Howard. Jonathan has apparently stepped into Ben's role here. So we can see it on the his little board where he, he's got the board of the cast. So now we know what roles everybody's playing, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, I saw. I didn't like write it down or anything. So under it. under Jonathan, it says the detective. Mm-hmm. Charles is the constable. Okay. Ty is the father. Um, Bobo is the boatman. Uh, Kimber is the godmother, and Loretta is, of course, the nanny. And that's all. All right. But anyway, um, Howard suggests bypassing them altogether. Donna and Cliff. Don't worry about Donna and Cliff, uh, because we have an in (laughs) at State Farm with my cousin Moses Morris. Let's convince him to sponsor the show. That that was funny. I forgot about that part. I'd like the State Farm bit. I hope I hope this continues and develops. Yep. Meanwhile, Charles and Mabel put together the suspect board and. Oliver, or, uh, Charles is missing Oliver and all of his criticisms. Yeah, I, I like Mabel's impersonation. So good. Dude, oh my god! Another funny Charles thing was when he was trying to, you know, the fellow hatred among his cast members, and he cites Oliver's hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, we're okay with his hair. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, the death rattle dazzle pitch does not go well, though Cliff seems excited. Donna gives Oliver three days to come up with a show a showstopper. Um, I almost did it again. I almost said show hopper again. <laughs> Hard not to. Uh, anyway, all right. Charles and Mabel go over some suspect options and decide to search for someone who's missing their hanky. Now there is some information here, though, that I think is very important that they kind of just yada yada here. Um, Charles says that the police report said that Ben's blood was clean. Yeah, so no, they didn't find poison in the system. So is there right. actually even poison involved? Because I mean, right. Mike, that was like, yeah. Did they poison the cookies? Is there even poison whatsoever? Did he pass out related to his diet? I, I'm wondering if there was no initial attempted killing. Okay. Know. Well, no. Right. I have a theory about this. But I, I just want to point out that Charles does suggest maybe it was a poison that dissipates after a few minutes. And Mabel specifically names one mm-hmm. succinylcholine chloride. I don't know. I've never heard of it, but apparently this is a poison that dissipates. I'm thinking like the Romeo and Juliet poison. Spoilers for Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. This is bad. <laughs> I just, I just, just dropped it. 400 year old play. Oh no. <laughs> a Shakespeare is rolling in his grave right now. <laughs> anyway yeah so um so i i just want to keep that in mind keep it on the back burner uh i'll bring it up again later when we start talking about suspects and stuff but charles gets summoned to oliver's for rehearsal but mabel is also simultaneously banned from oliver's because no investigating during rehearsals that's okay though because mabel's gonna go check ben's apartment uh because she heard from lester that dickie is cleaning it out soon Ooh. Right. We haven't seen Lester yet this season. No, we saw him episode yeah, one. I he was, that, but... Yeah, he had the elevator issue in the first one. But All right. At rehearsal, Charles awkwardly tries to get everyone to show them, <laughs> show him their hankies. Uh, and they cannot get a hold of Loretta for some reason. The cast doesn't seem thrilled that this is now a musical. Meanwhile, Mabel is riding the elevator with Tobert. 
she makes up an excuse to go to the penthouse, uh, but he easily sees through it. And uh, come to find out later that his was just an excuse as well. I left some equipment there. A boom mic, specifically. Anyway. Not entirely wrong. <laughs> he did yeah, leave I some suppose. equipment there. I guess. Well, he has some equipment that's there. That's right. That's right. The cast practices the showstopper, and Loretta arrives and loves it. Dickie has become Loretta's agent. Mm. She has an audition for a TV series. And she thinks that all they need to do at this play is just find the heart. Now, Tobert calls out Margot, uh, Mabel, I mean, and she calls him out, too. They're both up to something. But when Dickie enters, they together hide in the armoire. He kind of pulls her in. And Tobert, turns out, is familiar with the podcast. Like season one a little bit more than season two. But Dickie seems upset uh, and even throws a cobra egg in a lamp. And after he does, he says, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Ben. So I, I don't know if this is bait, if this is meant to have us thinking that he's apologizing for killing Ben, or if he's just sorry that he broke the lamp, or if he's just sorry that he's gone. The lamp was named Ben. Oh, maybe the lamp. <laughs> Greg, Greg named the lamp. <laughs> I, I i i don't know uh i i mean this is just a bit i i don't put any credence on the the crying and saying he's sorry i don't either i'm, I'm not even going to list it as evidence <laughs> meanwhile the crab men at rehearsal are not working for oliver and he is not regulating his stress by any means charles has an idea to throw oliver under the bus because everybody seems to hate him anyway which it's just fine with Oliver because he's about to throw himself in front of a bus anyway. <laughs> so all right. We, uh, next, we get the armor scene. We've already talked about that, so we'll mm -hmm. skip ahead. To Charles and the rest of the cast, minus Loretta, have an Oliver bashing session, and the plan is going to be to throw their hankies at Oliver's <laughs> feet tomorrow and demand to go back to the straight play. They and all... make a quilt. And then make a quote. That's right. They all agree to bring their hankies, except for one of them. Did you notice this? One did no, not say I anything. Didn't, I didn't see. I saw that some of them were like, including Kimber, were like, yeah, I'll bring it in. Yeah, Kimber, Kimber said, yep, I'll, I'll bring it in. Ty said, yeah, I'll bring it in. Jonathan said, yes, I'll bring it in. Bobo said nothing. Hmm. So I think that might be another thing. They're just trying to yada yada and slip past us. But I noticed that well, Bobo did not say anything about bringing his hanky. Mm. Uh -huh. Anyway, Kimber puts Oliver in charge of telling Oliver that they're not. No, sorry. Puts Charles in charge of telling Oliver that they're not doing the musical. Yeah. All right. Next week, your favorite scene. So we'll skip ahead. Uh, and then. Mabel uh, goes to this Botswanan restaurant that Tobert frequents because she wants that password for this drive. But he doesn't want her to see what's on the drive. He plans to make a movie about this. He'll get her a ticket. She tells him that she thinks that Greg didn't kill Ben. Well, that changes things because he lied about the baby elephant. He didn't help it. He filmed it all. Now, the mom did come and save the baby elephant, but he would have kept filming even if she hadn't. So he says to Mabel, if you think Ben's killer is still out there, I don't want to stay in that tree again. Sick line. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, this is one of the reasons why I love the baby elephant story, because I think it's like 
they've applied it a second time here and it's still that underlying theme uh, or the underlying idea that maybe he was in the tree when ben actually died As, i i think the baby elephant story is the best part of their like see the, their storyline just that, yeah. that element of it i think it's the best part yeah, so I agree with you. I I, uh, yeah, I, I also agree. Uh, and so <laughs> I that's a, yeah. yes. So that is uh, that the last scene comes up. That's my favorite scene. We already talked a lot about that. So that's the recap. The, the last scenes. Scene. Yep. The last <laughs> mega scene. Yeah, giga scene. <laughs> yeah. Conglomo scene. <laughs> what's the What's the rock? That's got all kinds Dwayne, of different. The rock. Oh. No, <laughs> metamorphic. The, the, well, it's kind of a, it is a metamorphic rock, but it's got it's it's got like a whole bunch of different rock types. You can see them all like fused together. It's like uh, it's not. It, I think it might be called conglomerate or conglomo or something like that. But <laughs> no, conglomo is from Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> anyway, anyway, the abomination. Is, the abomination. There you go. Let's <laughs> all call the last scene. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the nowhere king okay <laughs> centaur world centaur world's a great show actually if we have overlap uh if centaur world has any overlap on any one of our other series it's, it's probably, probably this one this yeah. one or maybe mrs davis yeah yeah that's fair <laughs> and now that there's music in this one yeah let's say season three one. of this one that's what i was thinking of like, <laughs> but season three there's a lot of music here yeah all right. Anyway, Man, I've been listening to that soundtrack and all. I gotta listen to some of the old Centaur World songs. I know, seriously. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Uh, seriously, folks, it's not long, not a long series. Take you like it's like 20, 18 episodes on Netflix. Awesome. Animated though. This shouldn't say animated though. Animated. Animated. Animated beautifully. Okay. And we have full coverage and an interview with the creator. Let's move on. Let's uh, let's. I always forget. What do we do first? Do we check the time or do we do the suspects? We check the time, right? Check the. Oh yeah, of course. We gotta know what time it is. Yeah, so. we can't. We can't talk about suspects and evidence if we don't know the time. What time is it, Kurt? Oh, it's TV time. Oh, phew. Ain't no time like a TV time. All right, Kurt. Well, what do you think the people said about this episode? Five. I also think that they gave it a five, and they did. 78% of the people gave it a five. Now, how about the characters? Boy, I, I haven't even thought. I'm just going to say the people said Mabel, because that's kind of a default. That's, that's what I'm going to say as well, yeah. yeah. People said <laughs> uh, Mabel, but what did you say? I don't know what you said either. Oh, my goodness. Your favorite is scene Loretta was... a votable character? Yes, Loretta, Loretta and and Ben, ben. votable characters. I think you said uh, Loretta. Okay, and now I th- your favorite scene was between Loretta and Oliver. You didn't like the Tobert Mabel stuff, so eliminate Mabel from contention here. I would say I didn't I'll... like it. I want to. I want to walk that back. I just didn't like it as much as the okay. other stuff. I still think it's the oh, Charles. Right. Charles was funny, but I think that if you picked one of the three podcasters, I think you picked Oliver. You could have picked Loretta. I think you picked Oliver. You got me right. I didn't say Oliver. Oh, you got me right, too. I said Loretta. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But you know what? We both got the people wrong. 
Really? Yep. Mabel is second place with 33%. Is it Oliver number one? No. <laughs> no, it's Loretta number one, 58%. What? Apparently, the millennials like Meryl Streep too. I thought about picking Loretta, but I. I, I, I the scenes where I like Loretta is with Oliver, and then I liked what Oliver did in addition to that. Like, there's not a scene with Loretta without Oliver, so. Well, she has I mean, this show stopping number at the end of the, <laughs> the, end of the episode that he wrote. Uh, well, really, in Cerberus, in, in universe canon. Yeah, okay. So yeah. Um, I don't know. And Meryl Streep is just so damn good. She's like everything she does is is perfect, yeah, she's and everything she's in, she, she's incredible. I mean, there's a reason why she has more Oscar nominations than I think any other actor ever. I'm pretty sure. Really? Wow. I'm almost certain of that. But anyway, yeah, she she is. She is something, and I really and the love people that. reflect that. And I really love this song <laughs> like a lot. So I'm gonna have to see if I can get it. I tried to find it on Spotify today, I couldn't find it. So I don't know the episode just dropped, I'm sure. I'll yeah. have a season soundtrack or score. Maybe it's one day. Okay. <laughs> well, Kurt, we gotta talk about suspicions that we have here. Mm-hmm. Let's let's lay out some evidence first, okay? Let's let's do that first. All right. So, lifting a few things, Tober, um, Tober, it's Robert. Come on, Kurt. Tober, my bad. Uh, Dick ended his contract. That's something we just got to keep out there. Whether not, okay. not, not that Tober perhaps wanted revenge. I'm saying, but you know, why did Dick end his contract? There, there's something there. there. There's something to be explored in and of that itself. So, okay. Because when he says that, I'm I'm assuming he means. He ended his contract because Ben died. That's what I assume too. Yeah, like the, yeah. like the, you're not making a documentary about him. He's dead, and I don't want that out there. Curious though. We'll see. So, well, what's another piece? What's the piece of evidence you want to throw on the, the table? Well, I mean, I'm going to throw out the obvious one that Kimber doesn't have her hanky. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Because I think I, you know they're taking note of it. I don't think it's worth taking note of. And, and, what, note of it. and what I'll say, doubling back off that, is that maybe Kimber was in the room. I do not believe that. One <laughs> single time. I don't know. Did you hear the way he was talking? They said that they might have had like some sort of romance. <laughs> timber for Kimber. Yeah, Timber for Kimber. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I put no stock in that at all. I don't, we I don't, also don't I, know the that that's true. But to me, I mean, my... I am so 100% certain that, that that he was talking to Cookies. Like that Now, was, I am too. I, I don't think it's Kimber. <laughs> I'm throwing that out there. But I, tell you, I, I mean, I went on Reddit today and I on the subreddit for, for all the members of the building. And I looked all as hard as I could. I was looking for, for dressing room and cookies. And nobody was talking about this. I'm like, come on. This has got to be it, right? Am I like dumb? But you see it too, right? Yeah. Well, what do you mean dressing room and the, cookies? The cookies in the dressing room. The, he had cookies yeah. in his dressing room. That's yeah. who he was talking to. Yeah. Oh, wait, was that his dressing room or his apartment? No, that was his dressing room. Oh, okay. 
but yeah, I, night. yeah but yeah i figured he was talking to the cookies yeah because just yeah. the way he talked to them in episode one because remember like what, we, we, what we, when we saw the scene in episode one we both went we had to make a note of this whole cookie circus situation here and remember too that you know oliver was knocking on the door saying ben ben it's time everybody gets opening night jitters he opens the door really agitated and gives oliver the i'm good you know thing oh, like yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I'm so solidly certain that I, it, those are cookies. I'm with you. That's what I, I'm with you on that. My, my question goes, are the cookies poisoned? And I, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of going away from the poison idea. Okay. Just because. I, I, no, no real reason why. But you seem to have an elaboration on the poison point, so I'm curious as to what it is. Okay. So, I believe... That this poison that they name dropped in this episode and then brushed it under the carpet and ignored it for the rest of the episode is exactly what was used in the cookies in Ben's dressing room. Somebody was trying to get him to be dead and then not dead. And that to me is Donna and Cliff, or at least Donna. So when if you if you remember after he came back. Donna makes the comment, it's a hell of a way to reopen a show. Like they have mm. a lot to gain from his seeming death on opening night and then to come back. You're really that's yeah, wow. That's yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good incentive structure. I yeah. And they're the producers are getting more and more involved with the show. Like yep. I said last uh episode last week for episode two that maxine i put her on my short list i mean it's early on in the season we don't have (laughs) great knowledge i was throwing maxine in there so you know if we get more maxine yep maybe you know i i could see it now we haven't seen her this episode so she's definitely um off my radar for the time being but i that's a good one with the producers at least that you think they they did the uh or at least she did the initial poisoning yeah but not 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 the push no or however it fell down I do not think they that they killed him. I yeah. think that they had every reason to poison the big movie star on opening night, but not kill him, and then pass it off as a resurrection story that it would be very marketable. So yeah, I I'm like that's pretty good. I like that. That's, thank you. That's really good. Thank you, you ruined the season now. Ten episodes. <laughs> well, that's, that's that's only half the problem, though. The other half is is how he actually died on the elevator. Yeah, I, now, presumably though, like once you think he's dead, mm-hmm. and now he's alive. Mm-hmm. And you, so it's who was happy that he was dead? Exactly. So then you got to look at that. Who who felt relief that he died? And we know that Loretta and Charles Loretta both did. did. Mm-hmm. I don't think either one of them is the killer. But was it Jonathan? So, I mean, it could have been Jonathan. I mean, I, I would, I don't really. Or I'm was it really Greg? I'm Greg. I definitely wasn't Greg. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I, it was Oscar and Alice. So, yeah, that would be, that would be something. <laughs> I, that would be hysterical if they were together now. <laughs> I would love it. But, okay, um, I am, I've, I flip-flopped. I had him first in episode one. I moved him to second. I'm back to Dickie in first place. For me. That's also what I have as well. Okay. Yeah. But I do have Tobert in second. Those have been my top two the whole time. Dickie I, also have, I also have Tobert in second as well, although I want to put the producers in there, but I didn't think of it for this episode. That was your thing. So I, if I were you, I would have put the produ- like 
Well, I guess we're, we're trying to guess who did the killing. The killing. Yeah. So killing. I'm, right, I'm yeah. like, I'm 100% like number one producers did the poisoning. Yeah. But the who did the killing? I, I'm putting Dickie one, Tobert two. Uh, I'm putting, <laughs> I'm going to come back to number three. Number four, I'm putting Bobo because he didn't say anything about the hanky. That's fair. Number three, I am putting Howard in there. Ask the so, rationale for Howard. Uh, so, <laughs> this is like just meta rationale. I don't have a plot rationale for him, except that he's really pushing the State Farm thing. I don't know. Maybe he wanted the producers out so that he could get Morris, Moses Morris in. Get this State Get this State Farm. I don't know. But I will tell you that Michael Cyril Creighton, who plays Howard, like he is the only there are only six actors credited in the opening credits. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah, there's not a lot, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of people that are credited. It's the it's the three podcasters mm-hmm. and then there's special guest stars, Meryl Streep and Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. And the only other one who's credited every episode is Michael Cyril Creighton. Hmm. And he's got and he's walking the cat. He took the bunny place of walking the cat. Yeah. yeah. And the credits. So I don't know. So this is all just meta stuff. This isn't really plot stuff. But anyway, use whatever you can use at your disposal. My my uh, I have one, two, and three. Number one, Dicky. Yeah. I I was curious. I wonder if there's like a because he becomes Loretta's agent. Uh, there's maybe like not the same as Poppy's situation last season, but it's sort of like right a crime of passion in some sort of way. Maybe he looked forward to not being his agent. I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. Loretta and Dicky have some sort of thing that we don't quite see. And I think it's a romantic thing, but just mm-hmm. sort of. I got to tell you two uh, Reddit theories in a minute, but give me your number three. Oh, yeah, right. Two Tober. That's just kind of self-explanatory. Uh, well, but actually, pause there for a minute because Tober. I do. Wanna, <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. I do want to just mention about him. I think there's a good chance that Dicky, like, is responsible for Ben's death. Maybe not intentionally. So, and that Tober witnessed it. I think Tabard feels guilty. So, I mean, Tabard's talking about this baby elephant. I think it's possible that he witnessed Ben's death, and it was because of Dickie, which may or may not have been accidental. Mm, okay. Uh, number three, I put Maxine again, just because I'll keep that going. Because if I get that right, that's huge. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. That's like betting on the 300 to 1 long shot in the Kentucky Derby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. All right, so I got to tell you about these two theories that are popping up on Reddit. I actually, I don't like either of them, but (laughs) they're they're everywhere. I mean, literally, you can't believe how many people are talking about these two things. I just want this noted that this is shortly after the episode has come out. I don't think they've changed. So this isn't like long-term theories. But no, but this was being talked about after the first two episodes dropped as well. Oh, okay. okay. That's their disclaimer. (laughs) Okay. And now I think it's just confirmation bias. People are like, oh, yep, see this. Confirmed. "Mm, No. (laughs) But anyway, so two two big things that keep coming up. At first, I shouldn't say that. This has been coming up since the beginning that people think that Loretta is Ben's mother. Why? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) The evidence that they point to is not, it's just not evidence to me. Like I, I I watched. Didn't, didn't, 
Ben say he really wanted that acting job to care for his family? Yeah, he did. He said to, to take care of my mother and brother. Now, we know Dickie is yeah. his brother. And he knew his mother, unless he was yeah. adopted, That's, which is possible. It's possible, it that, possible that she gave up Ben for adoption because she was a young, struggling actress. That is very possible. Um, but it, may, it is also possible that she just doesn't know that he's her didn't know that he was her son. I just keep going back to the scene at the table read where she was like starstruck. Like my friends are so excited that I'm working with the Cobra. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that didn't seem like someone who knew that she was talking to her son. Yeah. And then she also, and maybe she hates her son, but she seemed a little glad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, she was yeah. upset when he came back for, you know, entrance number two after he right. had died once. I, I, well, that's not to say that she's the killer. That no. that's not what people are saying. People are saying that she is his mother, and they they are doing a lot of mother imagery with Meryl Streep in this season, like a lot of it. They are, uh, but I, I, I yeah, I, I don't know if I buy that. I think there's, okay. there's not enough evidence on the table to make such a. I mean, if you did get it right, good on them. But so here's I wouldn't, here's, I wouldn't here's the one good. thing that made me hesitate about. And, and completely dismissing this theory. Okay, what is that? And that is that she and Dickie end up uh, working together. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like that. And the way they the way they set up that last scene of her singing, Dickie is standing right behind Oliver, so she keeps looking in that direction as she's uh... singing, which could be that she's just looking at Oliver. I think that, and whenever they show Oliver, he's in focus and Dickie is, Dickie is not, but it could be that she's looking at Dickie at her son as she sings about this, this lullaby to these kids who are like her children. Mm. So, so that, that is the one thing that gives me pause. Dickie was teary eyed at the end of that song too. And we'll see. So anyway, that's, that's out there. The other thing that's out there is that Ben has a twin. Why? why? This one also <laughs> confuses me. What's the evidence here? That he's actually dead, or he actually died on stage, and that the twin was the one that was resurrected. Resurrected. Um, they, the twin they, died they, the second time? Yes, or? the twin died the second time. So they point to... Um, what the uh, a secret twin yeah so they point to the the idea that he was an eight-year-old actor um which uh, when with kids you frequently uh when uh, get, they get usually a lot of times they'll cast twins in roles that are designed for one person um i think probably most famously uh the the baby on full house michelle it's mary kate and ashley olsen right the, because they cast them uh, both because kids, younger kids, need more time off camera. They need more breaks. Huh, stupid than labor laws. The, the, yeah. So when one is needs a break, the other one comes in. They just treat mm. them as one actor. So um, that's one of the p- things that they cite. They also cite the idea that now that it's Razzle, uh, sorry, not Razzle, Death Rattle Dazzle. It's now triplets. There are now three babies, not just one. And so if it's Ben and Dickie and a twin, that's the, the triple inner imagery comes in. Again, I, that's a cool theory if it comes up. I that that one 
That one I really don't believe in. The mother uh, one could be. The mother one could be. Yeah. Fine. I think I think it's a bit of a long shot given the evidence, but it could come true. I, I think, think there's if, a secret twin though. I feel if, like that would Yeah. I wouldn't like that, at least given the current circumstances. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd have to see how it plays out, but yeah, I, exactly. I don't, I don't really buy either of them. Although this episode did have me kind of wondering about the mother thing. The only, the only way I'll buy the mother, Loretta Ben's mother, is if she gave him up for adoption and she doesn't know that he is her son, but he knows that she is his mother. I, I would definitely accept. I even put it for. Um... Or what's it for Dickie and my who done it? That there might be like some sort of unknown relationship between Dickie and Loretta. Again, it doesn't yeah. have to be romantic. And so maybe right. it is a, a son mother relationship, but right. So maybe that that one I could maybe see. I don't think that's the case, but it could yeah. see. I don't yeah. I don't think there's a secret twin though. That I one don't I either. That, I mean, that would that'd be very hard to keep secret. <laughs> it would be, and it would be, it, it just wouldn't be very sad. Like, he's a famous actor. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it has to be a legitimately secret twin. Yeah, exactly. That they aren't aware of the situation. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's that's what I got right now. I'm I'm pretty I'm feeling pretty good about the fact that I think Donna fake poisoned Ben with cookies on opening night. I think that's sick. Yeah, yeah, good one. Uh, And I I I'm much less confident in who I or how I think. Ben died. But right now, my working theory is Dickie caused his death, maybe accidentally, maybe on purpose, but I'm thinking accidentally. And Tauber observed it. So, all right. There you have it, Kurt. That's it. Anything else you want to say about this episode? No, but what's up with next episode? So the next episode is called The White Room. Oh. That's kind of foreboding. <laughs> I, I don't know no why idea. it is to me, but that just sounds foreboding to me. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything to me right now. So I don't know. I'll see. Well, while you wait for the white room to drop on Hulu, you can check out the rest of our catalog, all of it, all three hundred and fifty episodes. <laughs> I, I, uh, is there enough time between? Man, we gotta we gotta no, cut I doubt it. to run time. <laughs> I doubt it. 350 episodes they're all like the average at least an hour an hour yeah so our earlier ones are way longer yeah that's like more than double the more than 10 days universe yeah that's more than 10 hours because 10 hours would be or 10 days sorry because 10 days are 240 hours yeah so yeah no there's not you literally don't have enough time at regular (laughs) speed and maybe even two times speed so probably the shortest thing for you to check out would be Mrs. Davis. You could you could watch all of Mrs. Davis and listen to all of our coverage between now and the next uh, episode dropping on Hulu. Keep the same thing with Chernobyl, uh, The Last of Us, Dexter: New Blood, and the first season of Russian Doll and Watchmen. You could do, actually do all of those in between now and then if you really work maybe, hard. Enough. Maybe even the last season of Better Call Saul. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> so so there you go. There's there's some of our back catalog. That's not all of our back catalog that's just some of it i thought uh full times <laughs> weeks full times work yeah. worth or, the back catalog or alternatively scrap all of that and just do all of lost <laughs> lost is like probably a third of our podcast <laughs> yeah so yeah it is about a third yeah that's true because it's 120 something episodes <laughs> anyway 
All right, folks. So yeah, so check that out. Give us five star. Feel free to leave us five star uh, rating. As, as what, that's what Mabel tells Tauber to do. You can do that too for us. That helps. Uh, yeah, so you could call us uh, smart and unpolished in a good way or whatever he says. <laughs> what does he say? He says unpolished uh, in a refreshing way. You could say that. Yeah, cute. That's cute. <laughs> don't say cute. Please don't say cute. <laughs> I'll accept that if you call the podcast cute. Uh, yeah, if, as long as it's got five stars attached, I don't really care what you say. <laughs> In fact, e- email I'll say, Mr. Sal is really cute. <laughs> Somebody on Reddit did say, I posted that picture of me at the Ar- at the Arconia, uh-huh. which, by the way, folks, uh, if you go back in the subreddit, you'll see a picture of Mr. Sal at the Arconia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and someone did say, this is really cute. <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway. Bless you. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> beneath my beard, I am blushing. But anyway, uh, yeah. So that's lots of ways to help us out. Tell friends about us that really help as well. We we love that. Email us showhopperspodcast at gmail dot com. But this is one of the instances where, if you email us about this episode, we could probably talk about your email in the next episode. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that doesn't always happen, but we could do it with only mergers in the building. Uh, you can even uh, respond to my posts on the subreddit if you want. I can we can substitute that for an email. Sometimes we talk about. You've heard me talk about. Reddit. Yeah, we already did. Yeah, we just. <laughs> we so, love to. Yeah. We love to talk about outside opinions on things. And <laughs> we do critique we do. them. <laughs> That's right. All right, it's time to go, Kurt, because the crab men are here, and the crab men are breeding, breeding, breeding. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.